0: I'm getting hit up more and more by people like not for – Josh has got a look on his face right now like I'm about to uncover some big sex story or something like that. Just absolutely nothing <laughs> like that. I just mean I have more people sort of coming to me going, why aren't you charging this for doing this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, and it's just like, you know, like time is money and your money is like – your time is valuable, and all these things. Like, yeah, but mm, if you like, there's a there's a bit of a a ledger between not just putting dollar figures on everything you do, and just gaining so much breadth of experience and connections, and like, I'm going to call it the interwebbing, mm. like a Spider Man like thing. <laughs> and I don't think people these days sort of get into the right headspace. They're just like, ah, no, we need money for this. Like if we're going out to do this, we need money. And then they miss out on jobs because they don't have experience. Yeah, I'm like, just go and get some. (laughs) Just do it. And you're likely to get a job from that just by showing initiative. Yes. I have those fights with people all the time. I think I've shown way too much initiative though, like the amount of things that I've done probably not going to need him one hit. Yeah, you're
1: definitely part of Club Over Initiative. <laughs> I think when people say that type of thing to me, I now that I do do some editing and audio work and I have the studio for other people, Yeah, I value the non-financial element of shows like the one that we do more than what I ever did because there's a certain validation you get from just creating a thing. And then if so, even if one person likes it or gives you a response which you didn't expect, yeah, which definitely lately we've had bits of feedback from people where they're like, oh, that is a really great thing that you're making. If yeah. you were to try too hard or if we were to try too hard to get money out of it with the audience that we have, all we would do, <laughs> I think, is annoy some of the people that listen that don't want to hear too much of that sort of stuff.
0: Very, very true. There's yeah. also there, the thought process along... So for me, if I'm volunteering, even though I'm going to still go out and do the best job that I can, it puts a sense of relief in the back of my head. I'm like, they're not paying me for this, so it doesn't matter if I stuff this up. Mm. And I just take that as full experience mode. Yes. (laughs) And then people just hopefully get impressed. and then, But I've also learned so much in that amount of time as well and I – I, I see value in that. It also sort of takes the pressure off feeling like you have to, maybe I've got not enough pressure in my life. Maybe that's what I was like. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not motivated because I have not enough pressure because I do everything for free.
1: <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I've had people over the years, particularly with this show, and our rapport, and maybe some of the things we talk about, particularly in these just punchy episodes, because they may be a little bit more like, oh, that could be a radio topic. Yeah. I've had lots of people say, oh, why aren't you guys on the radio because you're better than the people? that." Well, I'm not going to say we're better, but in their mind, yeah. we're more entertaining than whoever they happen to be listening to. Yeah, And I think that makes sense that they, they feel that way. But they really, all they're comparing is the end products of two different things and not all of the path that it takes to actually get to that place. Yeah. But it also to me is validating that they think that, what we're doing is of a standard that it could be something else. So, I, even though they're kind of like, oh, it seems like a big time commitment, just the fact that they're even framing it that way is actually validating for me because they think the quality is worth money. Yeah. Whether the money is there or not.
0: Well, just I feel like we just have to find one billionaire. Maybe we should just hit up Richard Branson and like if we can mention him and- Aeroplanes the same way. Have you seen um, the movie Super Troopers? Yeah, where they go, Meow. Maybe <laughs> if we can be like talking and go virgin, like just interwined into our sentence, and so he will bankroll us enough that we can just do whatever we <laughs> like. If there is anyone out there that has more money than me, which is not going to be very hard, <laughs> and you want to maybe pitch me or Josh a little challenge with maybe without the other person knowing. Mm of a word to try and get as many as possible into like our next punchy. Actually, I feel like I'll pay someone to do that because it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. but that, that removes my whole thing about oh, I want money, I like it, I just don't have any of it. But something like that yeah. where we can uh, not do the whole like radio full 20-word announcement thing that has to be said verbatim and if you don't say that word the right way, they're going to, like, yeah. not pay you. Like, just give us one word, basically, and let us just do, do people, our own stuff.
1: Do people know that about you, that you, more so than anyone that I personally know, financially commit to the gag? Yeah. For someone that's always saying you got no cash. I've you got do, no cash. You do invest a lot of money in the gag.
0: I do, because I see I'm much more invested in stupid, frivolous things than I am into lifetime commitments. Maybe there's hang on, a psychological trauma around the fact that I nearly died once and I'm like, oh, well, let's just get some fun out of this last $10 that I've got in my <laughs> bank account. And <laughs> if I don't have anywhere to live next week, well, if that was – at least could have made someone laugh about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. Just to wind that one up, I think whenever people bring that sort of thing up, I always, for some reason, think about the guys – And or girls that are on the end of the bandit's bench that don't get on the court much for our Mm. local pro basketball teams, you see that they care as much as anyone higher up the bench about that club and winning and being part of the culture as anyone else and they're not getting paid to be there. They're investing a lot of their time to be part of a thing And, and then they get to share the joy and the misery with people of the wins and the losses and being part of the club.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's the best part about doing stuff for nothing or seeing people do stuff without, like, that monetary gratification because you know that they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, And you want them there because they're that invested. And some people you can pay 20 times more, but you still can't get them, like, as passionate about something because they're just turning up because – They're paid to be there, basically.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, I I wouldn't be wanting to keep doing shows for as long as I have. If I didn't want to do them, it wouldn't have mattered if you were paying me or not. At some point, I would have just been like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) this is done.
0: This has become a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, can I tell you about something else that's become a thing?
0: Oh, I'm excited (laughs) about this, actually. (laughs) Let's go for it.
1: In one of the most recent episodes, I mentioned that I had a pigeon drama. Where I walked into one of the toilets that I have here at the studio, and there was a pigeon in there. Yes. That I thought at the time was a trapped pigeon. And my main concern in that episode was that I might get pigeon crap all over me right yeah. before a recording session. Well, things have escalated.
0: So, just to sort of put back into the place, there was a whirlwind of feathers. Yes. That sort of came at Josh just out of nowhere. It was like walking into the US and there was just a tornado, but it just happened to be in the form of a pigeon <laughs> yes. that had been startled yes. and was flying its feathers everywhere. Yeah. Take us from there.
1: So, about a week later, I went back in to clean that particular toilet.
0: What a bloody trooper.
1: Yes. I've got my head around yeah. it. I had the gloves here. I had the disinfectant. I opened the door and- In the corner, I've noticed all of the feathers that were all over the place have been coalesced into a nesting situation.
0: They cleaned it for you. (laughs)
1: They cleaned it for me, scratched (laughs) them up into the corner. There's one pigeon on top of the actual cistern that's staring me right in the eye and then there's another pigeon nesting on top of an egg in the corner. So they've turned it into their their egg home. The one on the cistern starts flapping, going nuts trying to basically scare me back out. And I think we did the pigeon weight comparison last time. I knew that they couldn't hurt me by this point. <laughs> so, it's going psycho and it went psycho enough that the one in the corner decided to get up off the nest. Yeah, oh, okay. And that's when I realised that it was nesting on no eggs. Because oh. the bathroom itself is kind of on a bit of a weird angle, yep. at some point it's gotten off there and one of the eggs has rolled out of the nest and is sitting right behind the toilet. Like Aww. you know that spot you can never get to.
0: Yeah, a bit <laughs> sad about. That. It is very
1: That's sad. Tr- and I'm like, I felt I'm a bit of a, a softy yeah. in that way, and I'm the type of person that will watch those dog reunites with owner videos yeah. and actually just be crying. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to try and
0: reunite if the, if, the egg if with. If the that kitchen. egg is
1: salvageable, like yeah. if that just happened when I went to go in there, for yeah. example, I'm going to try and move it back as delicately as I could. Yeah. The pigeons were so instinctual and protective that they basically barricaded me from either side of the toilet from being able to get to the egg. <laughs> oh.
0: So, well, there's a few positives that come out of this, right? You're not going to have any more pigeons to worry about. No. It's probably not going to escalate more than two currently. Yes. <laughs> because you're not going to have any babies or and that's like a lot of stress. You're already the the dog father. Yeah. And I don't know if you can – I've <laughs> seen – we all saw when I had that hideous picture. Like, it's going to be like one of those babies, right? If you get a pigeon baby, you're going to have to pretend because you've cared for it and you've been part of the journey that it's like the cutest thing that you've ever seen. But you're going to know in your heart that if you showed that – you know, you know, your pigeon to anyone else, they're just going to think, oh, God, I just can't believe we're just going to have to <laughs> pretend and just say, oh, it's so beautiful. And, you're like, and you'll have all these photos of this little like one feathered blob there and just be talking about it like it's, yeah, I yeah am.
1: you've dodged a bullet. I am so sentimental, though, that I could fall very much in love with blob pigeon.
0: I know you could.
1: Yeah, I could definitely. I would be that guy trying to push that on people, that this is a standard pigeon. This is, yeah, yeah, this this is, is the most beautiful pigeon. Of
0: course it is. It's going to be like... So. <laughs> if you like us, like I like us, get onto punchingsideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee.
1: I have a question here about Blue that you sent through to me, just as, hey, remember this says and this is just an insight of the notes that I get sometimes from Mel. We send each other micro versions of stories and quite often they lack detail. <laughs> we forget what that <laughs> like we've already had one today. <laughs> but here's this one blue fairy floss dot 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 hence the psychedelic poo
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That's not actually about blue the cat. Okay. <laughs> well
1: that's this, this is good. I like where this is going. Or maybe I don't so like how hey, this is going.
0: Like, I have Winnie the dog and I've got Blue the cat. So I can have the Winnie Blues at home. And if someone says, <laughs> What are you up to? And I can just be like, I'm hanging with my wacky t-packy. Yeah, <laughs> That was my own inside joke to myself. And it's still funny to me. I don't care if anyone else <laughs> likes it. Basically, I got gifted. How long since you've tasted fairy floss?
1: Uh, it would have to be probably only 20 years, I reckon. Oh, it's delicious. It's, it's, well, I I remember t- it being amazing and it's one of those things where I think maybe it's not, but I remember it that way, so I'm just going to not try it again.
0: Yeah. So, I got gifted a big tub of like dual colour fairy floss and I thought I'll just have a little taste and I was like, ah, oh, pretty nice. <laughs> and it's just dissolved so quickly. It's like consuming nothing. Not great if you're running on a welcome to weight loss program that Ty Eaton set up for you. Yeah. For sure. Once you check out the amount of calories in fairy floss, that's, you're in a world of hurt. That's, that's literally
1: <laughs> all it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I was consuming this fairy floss and Winnie was there. So like she, a couple times, like, she just, I'm like, oh, I don't need to eat all this. So I'll just give a little bit to Winnie. And I, <laughs> went for a walk and I got a little bit bothered that there was something wrong with my dog yeah. because she had a very strange colour poo. <laughs> 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 and it wasn't until I was like, oh, no, what's on? What? I don't know what's going on. Like, she's not being well, like all this yeah. stuff. And it wasn't until I had matching issues <laughs> That I was like, oh, this is a food colouring incident. <laughs> <laughs> and also was like, this stuff's terrible for
1: you. <laughs> the whole way through, it's not good. <laughs>
0: it's so bad.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: It's like, don't give your kids food colouring. That's no. terrible. That's it's been Who knows why we get away with it here, but over in the US, which – Let's be honest. Let's people walk around with guns, okay? They ban food colouring in their food. They're like, guns aren't dangerous. Food colouring is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we let all our things be injected with psychedelic colours like
1: Fruit Loops and all those oh, things yeah. and just. I think the majority, other than chicken nuggets and chips, the majority of my diet If I had have had my own choice about it, would have been all coloured shit. And in Australia, there's lots of options for coloured shit.
0: So much. My favourite thing growing up was when you could get the variety packs of like the Kellogg's cereal. Yep. And it was so exciting to be able because we were only allowed to have Uh, boring cereal. The variety
1: packs were gold. I wasn't allowed. Because that to, like, was a sneakable amount of high sugar cereal.
0: Well, yeah, because we weren't allowed to buy a whole box. I was never allowed to get a whole box of Cocoa Pops. <laughs> no, that's not good farmer type, nut. No. But to have like the Cocoa Pops and the Frosty Fruits and the Fruit Loops and, and then which were your ones that were your like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Like that's a waste of my life.
1: I think, although I grew to like them more and it ended up being the one I would eat the most. Anything like Vitabrits or Wheatbigs, Yeah. Didn't like them and the probably Wheaties was, Wheaties was the one that was around the most that everyone else seemed to like in the house and I didn't.
0: But what in the variety pack?
1: Oh, the variety pack, I was always a fan of if there was Cocoa Pops in the variety pack. Yeah. But, but- the one I never liked was the, what's the multicoloured one with the lion on it or the tiger?
0: That one's sustained.
1: Just, yeah, anything that was meant to be the health option that was in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: those I thought were god awful. it
0: had flaked bits of almonds. I was like, where is that living oh, in yeah. your life?
1: And like, who thought that mini fruit bix, you know those little tiny fruit bix? No, nah, they're delicious. Yeah, I was never a fan. They were my yeah. least favourites of all six. Apricot ones them were great. Yeah, I just couldn't get on board with it. Couldn't get on board, nah. I like, literally... Oh. Let me ask you a question. This came up the other day at home with my little brother's partner. She was a fan of running, like for when you get Neapolitan ice cream in a tub, running straight across every colour and getting a multicoloured scoop, like basically doing the whole tub, everything. Whereas I was, I'm going to dig the vanilla out of here first and I'm not going to touch anything else.
0: Ah, oh, was that your favourite?
1: Yeah, I've, that's my, literally my favourite food. Plain vanilla ice cream with a banana on it. If I could live off that.
0: With banana on oh,
1: it. Absolutely unbelievable. Tremendous.
0: Tremendous. Okay, well. Were
1: you a straight acrosser or a single colour person?
0: I, I've never used the straight across technique.
1: And I'm I, never going to use the term single colour person ever again, <laughs> other than this context, by the way.
0: <laughs> um, I never, that was not my technique, but I would generally, I would mix Chocolate and strawberry, and I would sometimes mix it. So, the vanilla was good for putting Milo with, Ugh. so you could keep that separate. But generally, yeah, I did mix. Up. I thought that I thought the chocolate and strawberry was like just next level mixed together, and I yeah. felt it was fair. But most people would go for the chocolate.
1: So, if you were to look into a tub that I had been eating, yeah, it would have had a massive trench where the vanilla was, which would be empty. And then over time, the chocolate would be empty.
0: But you never had the strawberry. And it
1: would be like a wall against one edge that was never touched.
0: Why are you buying Neopold and ice cream if you only
1: like vanilla? Oh, because I wasn't running the household, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a but choice. Like, I'm
0: also saying if that's the case and you're the only one consuming it, how is this wall system in play?
1: Oh, because if the ice cream appeared in the house, I would demolish it. In record time, before anyone got a look at it, <laughs> I just figured, and I was—I look back now, and I was food spoiled. Okay. Like I wouldn't say that I was a massively spoiled child, yeah. but I was food spoiled, and I didn't care how much. And I got to say, mum and dad, or dad was at work, but mum didn't care either because I was training for swimming for about two hours every day, yeah, okay. and playing basketball the rest of the time, yeah. I, I could have eaten the whole tub every day, yeah. Right. I was burning it off, and I wasn't yeah. getting fat. Yeah. So I just figured I'm just going to eat. I fair didn't enough. I didn't realize it cost money. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and that when I go to other people's houses, I can't just eat everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was Oh, see, we were were you like a dessert family? Like ice cream was a bit of a treat, but we never had dessert. Big
1: growing. dessert family. All the way from it, the grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother, my dad's, my is a dessert master.
0: We never had dessert. Yeah. Uh, it was, was literally like we would a- eat,
1: we would eat fried carpet off the floor if it meant that we got to eat the dessert. (laughs) We didn't have to. We had.
0: (laughs) But was it always part of the meal?
1: All the time. Really? Sometimes if we were really being little shits, we would push Cam and I, particularly me because I probably had a sweeter tooth at that point, when we were really little. I would push for that to be the only part of the meal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would agree. Well, we never had dessert. Occasionally if ice cream got in, that was
1: like... (sighs) I think about it now the childhood that Cam and I got to experience was the worn-out version of the childhood that the older ones did because there was a little bit more and they hate us for it. There was a little bit more as long as they're quiet and they're not fighting each other or us, yeah, they could do what they want. Whereas I think the older ones got it a little bit harder with no, 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 no. Yeah, that's
0: always a theme. I think the oldest one gets like the the authority and the rules and then yep. the younger, like, and it's also then up to the older one to to be, like, aware and they have to accommodate the younger one because they should know better. Yes. Do you have a, oh, I've got a story like that where I always had to be the better one was, I remember going to the plant farm one day, I was sitting in the back of the car and... I'll I'll play the story back as both parties, and Mum just keep going. Stop whinging, stop whinging, stop whinging, and me going, ah, like, yes, <laughs> stop whinging. Just be quiet. We're in the car. Like we'll be home soon. Da da da. And she looked behind at one point, and my brother had reached over, and he had his finger up my nose. <laughs> And I was just having to sit there and tolerate it because I should know better because I'm like the oldest yeah. (laughs) and you don't make noise and distractions while people are driving. (laughs) And that was the point when I thought if I ever have kids, there is no way that I'm having more than two because even two, they can reach across and get a finger up your nose. So if there's a third person in the middle, there's like – There's no division or separation
1: (laughs) points at all. (laughs) I think the point at which the parental's actually interjecting was redefined when Cam and I came along because Cam would pester me and for those who don't know, Cam is my little brother but we're quite close in age. He would pester me from the second he woke up if he wanted to and it was his main goal in life till when we went to bed, every day, all day. And I remember one time he electrical taped my head To a seat on a swimming trip. Like, but he prepared it like he'd almost made like a...
0: You mean your parents would like...
1: They did. They went on this trip. It,
0: wasn't, it was a bus
1: trip. This was a bus trip down to Latchford Barracks because we were training because we were swimming for Wodonga at the time. This was in the off season. And he somehow got enough tape ready that he did like a bunch of loops really quick before I realised what was going on, taped my head to the seat. And then when I got back, I was trying to describe it to my dad like I'd been wronged. And I thought I was the bigger man because I didn't cause an issue on the bus. I didn't turn around and hit him because we were in public around a lot of people that wouldn't have – they would have been like, Jesus Christ, he's gone psycho. (laughs) Yeah. So, I kept my cool till we got back and I was telling dad and literally all he did was look at me like, if it wasn't my tape, I don't care. (laughs) Like that doesn't even get to the point where I give a shit. Yeah. Like what has he got to do to me for you to actually interject here?
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of things like that where – I won't say exactly what, but I've been told, well, what did you do to like, <laughs> I was, nothing? Like, I wish I was doing nothing. Oh, you know what your brother's like. You go, you know, you can't be. Da, da, da. I'm like, hang on. I did nothing and got like impacted heavily <laughs> yeah. by him because he can't control himself. Yeah. I'm just an innocent bystander. and, yeah, I'm the one that's in trouble. (laughs) It's it's my fault, clearly, and stop sooking about it pretty much. Did you ever – is there anything that you you have on Cam that you can, like, go, I'm so proud of this, or I got him back?
1: Proud of Cam or getting him back?
0: Get him back.
1: No, only proud of the things he did to me in retrospect that took a lot of balls. Right. Like one time he was angry at me, and he was already bigger than me at this point. So, like I couldn't physically overpower him if he wanted to annoy me and I just had to rely on him getting bored quickly by that point. He said something to me, I said something that was kind of cutting to him and normally that wouldn't bother him but it did that day. Dad was pulling in and he does—he wasn't really that involved in us by the, like how we got along by the time of we 16, 17. But came picked up a glass of orange juice and a sugar bowl And just poured it on the floor of the kitchen and just said, you can clean that up and walked off. What? (laughs) Look at him. I've never seen anything with more balls in my life because he knew that I either clean it up or dad walks in and half the kitchen's covered in orange juice and sugar.
0: And you've got to deal with the dad Like what happened
1: here? But it was that, in retrospect, massive power move. (sighs) And I hate him and admire him for it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that's next, that's next
1: level. That is my little brother in a nutshell, that whole story, I reckon. Yeah, right. He's probably listening to this going, oh, that detail's not 100% correct. Well. That's how uh, it felt to me. It feels pretty correct. <laughs> that's,
0: that's like a, a reverse mic drop.
1: His way of caring for everyone in his life is to be annoying to them. Right. And for him to have done that to me, I could also rely on him if I was ever in a bad place in life. Or having an issue with someone, to or tip whatever.
0: Orange juice and sugar in something. He, yeah. he would, he would,
1: he <laughs> would sugar juice someone else. Sugar juice, <laughs> and he would do it proudly for me.
0: And a sugar juice—that's yeah. a new, new term. <laughs> it is. So like if I start like annoying you a lot, you just ring Cam and go activate the sugar
1: juice. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Actually, <laughs> I might do that as soon as we get off the bike. Here, look, I need to get Mel off this show. I really, she needs to be gone, activate sugar juice. It's
0: cool to have a good coat like that. I reckon sugar juice is the (laughs) guy.
1: So can we, did you have anything? Does anything in your past still bother you? Oh, lots. lots, (laughs) Okay. Having said that, like I nearly,
0: I used to do a thing with my, like my brother has admitted to me that he annoyed me constantly. Now he really knows like, reflectively goes, oh, it was terrible to you. Yep. Having said that, I was also not terrible, but I, had like, intertwined him into some of my games that I would play, like, when when I found out that... Did you ever used to put the hay out with your dad?
1: Yeah, but our father was... I mean, for Dad, it was almost full-time, but for us, we were only involved maybe once a week.
0: The first time I really factored in and realised what was going on when I was watching Dad put hay out and going, the car is driving itself, what is going on here? <laughs> yes. Because usually there'd be, like, Mum or something, and this one time, like, there was no one driving <laughs> <laughs> and Dad was just walking beside the car pulling the hey, I was like, what the? So I went into like the analytics and then we're talking about that, like the car can sort of go if you leave it in first and it's revving all right. You just got to be still careful on all these things. And then I found out as well about natural gear, which is neutral, whereas you like a nodding gear and you can just roll. Yep. Like if you're going down the hill a little bit. And then I applied natural to movie scenes so I'd take the Suzuki up the back of the paddock and bring my brother with me <laughs> and put the Suzuki at the top of the hill in natural. <laughs> Let it get a little bit of a run-up and then we'd have to chase after it like in the movies. Oh. <laughs> and I always got to it first because I was bigger. And then I'd get in and just like the movies, I was like, come on, quick, come on, <laughs> like, we're getting it like this. And my brother would... Go to get any niliby in, and I'd be like, get in, get in. And I'd put the car in first oh, and God. go, Broom.
1: oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: but, he'd completely miss and fall yeah. on the ground, and I'd be like, ha like, ha. Oh.
1: <laughs> it sounds cruel, but I think at the time it would have been great.
0: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And it happened several times. And then you know how they go, I'm not doing that because last time, no, 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 I won't do it this time. No. And you'd have this whole big background story of why you weren't going to like do the thing. And then, you'd lull them into a false sense of security (laughs) where you did it like right and we were a team for like the first three or four. Yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) (laughs) ha-ha!
1: That's how, and maybe we can finish up, but I think that's how Cam views like our interactions growing up, that we were a team. Yeah. And his role in the team was that Josh can be the leader as long as I toughen him up. Right. I think that's how he views all the time through his life that he was annoying to me.
0: Yeah, because okay. whenever
1: it gets from said to him, particularly by my older brothers, because they couldn't understand why I didn't hit him every day. Yeah, and I just took it. Cam will basically retort like, essentially the best parts of my personality. That's because I made it through that crucible.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Cam. <laughs> yeah, I thanks. appreciate yeah, I'm it. You. I've
1: you made you funny. I appreciate whatever that. happens. Yeah, to well, me.
0: like all the content you've got now, without Cam, we wouldn't have been able to have like. Oh, a story thanks, thanks just Good Sugar juice wouldn't even be a thing. <laughs> sugar juice needed to be a thing. Yes, sugar
1: so. juice and pigeon milk were.
0: <laughs> oh, sugar juice with orange juice and pigeon milk would just be like a curdled oh, yogurt, like pigeon yogurt. <laughs> okay. Pigeon good,
1: yogurt that's juice. That's a good place to, to finish <laughs> up. If you want to get us a coffee that doesn't have pigeon yogurt in it, you can check out buymeacoffee.com slash punchy. <laughs> Thank you to people that have donated lately. Thank you to Kieran, who was our most recent guest. Yeah. Thank you to Winnie for being the best dog in the world and not making a peep while we recorded today. And thank you, Mel. Bye-bye.